The information contained on the Real Health Podcast and the resources mentioned are for educational purposes only. They are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical or health advice. The information contained on this podcast is not a substitute for medical or health advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. Information provided by hosts and guests on the Real Health Podcast or the use of any products or services mentioned does not create a practitioner-patient relationship between you and any persons affiliated with this podcast. This is the Real Health Podcast brought to you by Reardon Clinic. Our mission is to bring you the latest information and top experts in functional and integrative medicine to help you make informed decisions on your path to real health. Welcome, everybody, to the Real Health Podcast. I'm your host today, Leah Chischilly, and joining me from Overland Park is the newest member of the Reardon Clinic team. Her name is Laura Vasquez, and she is our nurse practitioner, and we're going to get to know all about her today. So, Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Leah. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're so happy to get this chance to talk to you and be able to introduce you to the audience here because you have such wonderful experience and so much knowledge that you're bringing to Reardon Clinic and to everyone you work with. And um, we're just really lucky to have you here. So um, thank you. So let's start. I want to know just a little bit about your background. First and foremost, how did you get into medicine? Was it something, was it a path that you had always pursued? I actually became interested in medicine um, from a very young age. My mom is actually was a registered nurse for over 40 years. So I used to go to the hospital and visit her. She would tell me stories. I just grew up in that culture. And then probably I was, I want to say about three or four, I used to take her medical encyclopedia out from under her bed and point to pictures. Oh, wow. and she would, I would want her to, you know, explain what was going on with that disease. And so she would read me the descriptions and we would talk about it. And so I was very lucky to always know that, you know, the human body, disease processes, uh, just in medicine in general, I, I didn't know what aspect um, I wanted to practice or do, but I knew that was definitely going to be the career field that I, that I was going to choose. Yeah, that's so cool. And so nice to know at a young age. Now, so what was your trajectory from there? Was it um, right after high school, you went and pursued nursing? Or how did that go? I actually, um, so I have a bachelor's in psychology and a minor in child and family development. That was um, my first undergraduate degree. I um, I didn't work in healthcare um, when I was growing up in any capacity, but I wanted to go to nursing school and my path kind of changed. And I was really interested in, um, psychology, psychiatric medicine. And so I have always been very fascinated with the mind body connection and understanding that more. And so I took that route. And then after I graduated a couple years later, I did an accelerated bachelor's of nursing because I really knew that I wanted to be a nurse. And so I combined both of them. And ultimately going through my bachelor's in psychology and nursing, my ultimate goal was always to be a nurse practitioner, whether it was mental health nursing, or um, obviously I've been into integrative medicine for a long time, just studying on my own. 
I'm very fascinated with more of the Eastern modalities. And so, yeah, as a nurse practitioner is where I ended up um, eventually, you know, getting my master's um, and becoming a nurse practitioner. Yeah, that's such an amazing background because there is such a huge connection between the mind and the body. And I think having a really deep understanding of that is so beneficial. Absolutely. So what was your path to integrative medicine? You said that you kind of started studying on your own. Um, Was there an event or anything or was it just something had sparked your interest in it? I have gone to a a chiropractor since I was a little girl. And so he was um, always discussing herbal supplements, uh, vitamins, nutrients. And so I took an interest in that as a young girl as well. And then I actually saw an acupuncturist when I was, I want to say a teenager for a lot of sinusitis, sinus issues that I've had since I was young. And I was so fascinated with acupuncture I started um, really learning about different Eastern modalities, herbal therapies, acupuncture, just really studying on my own. And I actually, at that point, I was I was going into um, Missouri State to get my degree in psychology. I really wanted to pursue um, a more integrative health route. However, I just chose to kind of go the traditional route and I knew one day I was hopeful that I could come back and study more of the integrated therapies and incorporate those with, you know, my conventional training. So it just kind of all came together. It's fun when that finally works out, right? (laughs) (laughs) We don't see it when we're in it and then somehow it kind of works its way back around and it all comes together. So how would you say they complement one another? How has your background in Western medicine served you as much as your background in integrative medicine? So, you know, I've had a background in more uh, conventional medicine for the last 11 years and you know, in the society we live in, that's very important to know, you know, the standard ice care protocols and to have that experience with the hospital system and our standard form of of medicine here in the United States. And so being able to now study and incorporate more functional medicine testing and treatments, more natural treatments that are evidence-based, it is so profound the outcomes for patients I have seen when you get to combine both of those in the right way, because I think both have benefits. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I feel like there's so much benefit to the patient uh, when they have someone who has the understanding of both and when they have a team. And I think that's something that we really offer at Reardon Clinic, you know, not not to plug it, but, (laughs) you know, that's one thing that we really pride ourselves on is the fact that we have a team. We have a team of MDs, NDs, nurse practitioners um, and physician's assistant who have the conventional medicine background, but also the integrative and the more holistic and natural. And we're able to combine all those together and really serve our patients on a much deeper level. Yes, that is exactly right. That's exactly how I would would phrase it. So tell me a little bit about um, your role, what it's going to be at Reardon Clinic. So you're at our Overland Park office in um, Overland Park, Kansas. Tell us a little bit about what your role is there. 
So my primary focus will be on um, integrative oncology, working alongside Dr. Lucas Thames. We provide an integrative approach in addition to standardized treatments. The standardized model often focuses on the tumor and attempts to eradicate it. Um, what we do here is dive deeper to investigate why you have this disease state manifesting in your body. We will perform in-depth lab analysis looking for elevated levels of environmental toxins such as plastics, pesticides, molds, heavy metals. We also analyze your nutrient status, look at mitochondrial health, among lots of other things such as immune function, drivers of inflammation, and our ultimate goal is to determine you know, why you develop this cancer and target evidence-based natural therapies to support your immune system, reduce oxidative stress. Um, we offer several different natural treatments um, such as ozone therapy um, to really treat any underlying viruses, bacteria, anything that could be causing this inflammation or depression of your immune system. Um, that's really what we do here, and it's in conjunction, like I said, with standardized treatments. And so we offer the patient the best hope of, you know, improving quality of life while they're living with cancer, prolonging life, helping to really target the underlying causes and help them heal um, in a way that sometimes standardized treatments aren't able to do. There's a lot more to this conversation, and it's coming up right after a quick break. Today's episode of The Real Health Podcast is brought to you by the Reardon Clinic Nutrient Store. The Nutrient Store is your resource for the highest quality nutritional supplements. Every supplement in the store is handpicked by the expert medical staff at Reardon Clinic, providing you with the best quality, purity, consistency, and effective dosing available. Visit store.reardonclinic.org to shop online. I'm so curious. Now you you talked about a lot of things and a lot of different contributors to cancer that you see. Is there anything that you see is a commonality amongst the patients? Like something that really stands out? Yes, that's a great question. Since I have been at the clinic um, shadowing with Dr. Lucas, we do find a lot of environmental toxins in our patients. See plastics, um, organophosphates. Um, we see glyphosate levels that are high. So a lot of these chemicals have been shown to be carcinogenic. And when you combine, you know, a patient who has these chemicals in their blood or in their body where they're not supposed to with other factors such as poor diet or, you know, other lifestyle factors or insults to the body, you know, they've been developing inflammation for a long time when you kind of find those things, you know you're onto something. And so we do work to detoxify them, um, optimize their nutrients. You know, obviously we use IBC. We're known for that here to help with the oxidative stress. No, that's really great. And I think a lot of people, we just don't necessarily think about the environmental aspect. What are some things that people can do to avoid those environmental toxins or you know, if, if they're unavoidable, you know, if there's something that's, we're going to get into no matter what, are there some things that they can do at home to help with the detoxification process or to help prevent some of this stuff? 
Yes. So I would say number one, it always goes back to food. So looking for non-GMO products, obviously avoiding heavily processed foods. You know, we know, we all know those are bad, but they're so prevalent in our lifestyle today. So aiming for organic produce um, that you can really get a lot of those phytonutrients and clean drinking water, you know, being able to get something like a home system. There's a lot of good ones out there. What else? I would say optimizing your nutrient status, you know, coming in and checking your nutrients to see, are you deficient in B vitamins? Um, how are your glutathione levels, which is our natural antioxidant. So doing that, that upfront testing and then targeting those supplements is going to help your body detoxify better. So food, water, detoxification, sleep, um, and exercise. So, you know, moving your lymphatic system, sweating is huge um, so that you can continue to help your body detoxify naturally. Yeah, those are some great tips. And I'd really like to highlight, you know, these are things that a lot of people can do for free. And it's just getting back to basics. So instead of being afraid that you have to spend a ton of money or do a lot of things all at once, it's like start small, work on the basics, get better at that. Would you agree? Yes, that's what I often tell the patients, um, because it can be overwhelming when you're trying to make a lot of changes at once. It can, it can cost money. Um, it takes a lot of energy to figure all of this out. So pick one, you know, if you feel like your diet's where you need a huge improvement, start there with the diet and then get the, you know, make sure you're having clean filtered water. So just do one at a time. And if you make those small changes, you're going to go a long way for prevention in the long run or to help healing whatever dysfunction is going on in your body at that time. That's such great advice. Awesome. So tell me some of the things that you do to help maintain your own health throughout just on a day to day, maybe some of your daily habits, or maybe some of the other things that you're into that help you stay healthy and happy. So I have been using supplements for years and I continue to find new supplements. Um, and so just really keeping up my nutritional status through supplementation, because it's really hard for your diet to get everything you need in a day or, or a week. Um, and I also, I've been huge advocate of, and, and just a lifelong learner about nutritional therapies. So just diet in general, I love cooking and trying new um, recipes with different spices, um, utilizing different vegetables that, you know, maybe I'm not commonly eating. So I think diet, um, just supplementing and really finding ways to de-stress. Um, exercise is huge for me as it is for a lot of people. Um, so I like to do a combination of high intensity a couple of days a week, get out on a bike ride with my family. We do, I do yoga. Um, so just doing a variety of um, exercises, weightlifting, and, you know, keeping it fun, laughing, sleeping well. Um, doing all those things that really go a long way to keep you healthy um, and sustain, you know, your longevity. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you definitely walk your talk, which I think is a big benefit when you're looking up for a provider, you have someone that um, does the things that they're telling you to do. I think it feels very motivating. 
Thank you so much. Yes, that's so true. So I do have one last question for you today, because this is the Real Health Podcast. What does real health mean to you? I would say real health means attaining a state of constant balance in your mind, body, and spirit. This process often begins with first awareness and intention on behalf of that person to engage in behaviors that are going to promote and nurture their well-being. Um, we often say here at the Reardon Clinic, we're co-learners with our patients because we are developing that relationship to help them make those changes and trust in us as a provider um, that we have their best interest at hand. Um, I would also say just like we talked about consuming nutritious food without a lot of chemicals, practicing stress, stress reduction techniques, um, you know, to counterbalance the stressors in our environment that we are constantly inundated with. Um, so there's so many things you can do to really promote real health in your life. It just takes kind of that first step of awareness and then taking the steps to um, go down that path. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Laura. I want to highlight that Laura is accepting new patients at our Overland Park office, and you can find all the information at reardonclinic.org. And Laura, again, just thank you for taking the time. We are so lucky to have you here sharing all of your knowledge and taking such great care of our patients. Thank you, Leah. Look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, sounds good. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Real Health Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find all of the episodes and show notes over at realhealthpodcast.org. Also, be sure to visit reardonclinic.org where you will find hundreds of videos and articles to help you create your own version of real health.